Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. Because of nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then. Let's play. But that's eating us, too. That gives us, too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Rob Rose Show Talk 13.9 News. Buddy Sports. I am the host. You are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. We'll have a good time today. Texas Tech football. Uh, just under a week away from doing some spring football things. Texas Tech basketball in action tomorrow in form of the Lady Raiders. Again, $10 tickets. A home game. Nothing better. Home postseason play. The Lady Raiders versus the Miners of UTEP. Let's go. I'll be there. Hope to see you there as well. We can also talk to uh, you about the NCAA tournament. Who do you think will win? What is your final four? The play-in games have happened. Pitt, or at least two of them. Uh, last night, Pitt beat Mississippi State. Uh, pretty good game. And if you didn't know, now you know Jamarius Burton. They're at Pitt the, the last two seasons. Um, looks like a whole new person. He's tatted up. Some sweet hair. Playing well, too. Uh, then uh, Corpus Crispy beat whoever they played last night. So they'll have the honor and privilege of playing Alabama in the first round as the 16 seed. Texas Southern and FDU tonight, as well as uh, Arizona State, Nevada for a chance to play TCU. Both of those games tonight. Some texters already. Uh, one of the texters at the end of last hour there in the Raiderland uh, texting in, my choice for men's basketball for the new coach is the male version of Krista Gerlich. Who would that be? You know, we've had Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, you have Tim Tadlock. Former Texas Tech Red Raider shortstop Tim Tadlock uh, coming back to coach the alma mater. Who out there right now could come back and coach the Red Raiders as a former player bringing them back? 
Now, you just moved on from an alumni. He didn't play, but he did attend. He is, was, will forever be a Red Raider in Mark Adams. But who is the Krista girl? I I know that, um, let's see, guys like Todrick Gocher want to come back and coach, but he is still in his playing career. I have no doubt Norrin Sodiase will get into the coaching game if that's something he wants to do eventually. Uh, he certainly would have an open invitation to. He's still playing. Uh, there are some former players out there coaching, uh, but I don't know if any are coaching at a, a high enough level to you know, bring them in. Obviously, Coach Gerlich was, you know, toiling away in a, a, a lower level, but in Texas, it was a natural fit to bring her over to Texas Tech. She was ready, uh, and she certainly seems like her team is ready. Uh, this texture says, former player Stan Bonowitz. Stan Bonowitz. More to talk about here as well. Um, well apparently, uh, Stan Bonowitz is at Concordia. Concordia University there in Austin. Oh, is that the same Concordia? I thought Concordia... I actually don't know. Concord, the Concordia Tornadoes is the associate athletics director, head men's basketball coach at Concordia. He's in his 17th season as the head coach of Concordia University. Yeah, that's the one in Austin. He once had an academic meet at uh, Concordia back in high school. And we walked down to uh, the University of Texas because it's fairly close. Um, shirked all of our responsibilities there during the academic meet and got lost on the UT campus. Found our way to Daryl K. Royal. It was open. Uh, so we walked the field. And then, like, we're just in the players' lounge playing pool. Nobody there. Nobody knows what's going on. Uh, we realize we need to get back to our meets and have to, like, hurry back to Concordia. I don't remember if I almost missed uh, headline writing or uh, prose. I read a Dr. Seuss story that was assigned to me on the bus ride up. State champion headline writer, no big deal. State champion duet actor, no big deal. I, I don't like to brag on here. I was just stating facts here. Speaking of facts, I do believe that uh, Stan Bonowitz has a strong offense. Uh, Bonowitz's squads have averaged 90 points per game in six of the last eight seasons, including being ranked fourth in the nation in scoring with 96.9 points per game in 2017. They've also led their conference in scoring 13 of the last 16 seasons. He earned his 200th career victory in 2018 with a win over Sol Ross State. You know, when Mark Adams was hired, I think there was some uh, some talk about Bonowitz coming down as the, the de facto offensive coordinator. But again, 
I I don't know how much I put into a guy being an offensive or defensive guy on the staff. It just seems like it just seems like um you just have the head coach and you run what they want to run and then you have recruiters. I I really don't like the idea of having the offensive defensive coordinator on on the staff. I I guess a lot of people do it, but it just seems like we only talk about it with Texas Tech. For the love, we have paid our dues and don't need another alum. Yeah, I'm mostly joking. Uh, We need some Power 5 experience. Rob, what are your thoughts on getting Tang, Ulrich, Maligi, or John Jacobs uh, from Baylor? Well, Tang is the only one there with Power 5 experience beyond sitting on the bench. Uh, I would absolutely make a run at Jerome Tang. I don't know if he would leave Kansas State after one season. Ulrich Maligi has been to five schools in five years, it seems like. I don't know that he would be here long term, and it is what it is. He's a great recruiter. Can he coach? I don't know. Uh, But he's certainly been really good at Kansas State for a season uh, and was instrumental in recruiting to Texas Tech for the year or two he was here and for the season he was at Texas they they got a really good class in John Jacobs uh somebody said earlier they could not get past the distraction of just saying John Jacobs Jingleheimer Schmidt uh, every time that they said his name so I don't know that he uh, would be in the mix but uh, Jacobs is a very good basketball mind has coached under Mark Few at uh, Gonzaga and under uh, Scott Drew at Baylor. He has the coaching pedigree. If he is going to be a head coach soon, you know, you've already had one Baylor assistant perform well here so far in uh, a season. Uh, I'm not opposed to John Jay. Of the three, I think John Jacobs makes the most sense. Uh, certainly would not be a splash higher to the common untrained ear, but I do think he would be a really, really solid hire. Uh, John Jacobs is, you know, a, a, from what I've seen and read, a, a pick and roll, ball screen guy, lots of movement, everything that you like about the Baylor offense you could do here. Um, and Baylor had that offense for a long time, and then they learned the no middle defense and have been a top three team in the Big 12 since. So, I mean, with a national championship. So, if you want to emulate Baylor in basketball, I'm totally fine with that. They do a really good job over there. And there's a reason Jerome Tang took that to Kansas State, and they improved so significantly. Everyone thought they were going to be 10th in the Big 12. They finished top four. So I'm not opposed to John Jacobs. Ulrich Maligi is a really intriguing name. I mean, it's just a cool name. Uh, but beyond that, I I just I don't know. I don't know about Maligi. I know he's been a popular kind of candidate amongst Tech fans to bring him back to Texas Tech. Uh, I don't care that he got on the plane to Austin. He came here to work with Chris Beard. He left to work with Chris Beard. Um, but again, A&M, Texas Tech, Texas, Kansas State, all in the last five years, six years, 
he just seems like that recruiting coordinator that's just going to go to the highest bidder. So I don't know. And then I, I don't know that Drum Tang would leave. Drum Tang just got there. He seems like the kind of guy who's going to be in it for a while. Dear bro, how are you? I am fine. I bring in Clark Lammert. He's local and might even give a hometown discount. He absolutely would. Uh, mostly because he's not been in coaching. And if you paid him more than, I don't know, $500,000, it would look like a steal on his end. No offense to Clark Lambert. I'm sure he's a great basketball mind. And I believe he already works on campus. I actually don't know what Clark Lambert does. Uh, we have a texter uh, against Stan Bonowitz. We have some questions about a Twitter bracket that I won't get into on air. Maybe on Friday when the voting starts, we'll see. Uh, the Lady Raiders in action tomorrow night. Texas Tech baseball in action tonight or today, right after this show. Uh, the Red Raiders playing UT Arlington again. Every time I say that, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Is that is that who we're playing? The Mavericks? Beat them 10-1 uh, to 1 yesterday. Uh, Nolan Hester, two for four. Harrelson, two for five. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys had RBIs. Jarrett Curtis with one of those RBIs in a, a fielder's choice kind of event. But did exactly what he needed to do. You also had uh, five pitchers. and They had one unearned run. Trendon Parrish gave up that unearned run. He had three walks in uh, one inning, one hit, one run, two strikeouts. All right, we will take the break. When we come back, uh, look toward today's baseball game. We'll go find the lineup, talk about the starting pitcher. It's the Rob Rose Show Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Show talk one of three point nine news money sports. Always got to let Hootie play a little bit. Uh, the lineup is out. The starting pitcher is out for Texas Tech baseball lineup. Gage Harrelson in center field today. Ryan Brome batting second and DH. Bazell third base. Green second base. No surprises so far. Gavin Cash at first, batting fifth. Owen Washburn in right field. And he needs he needs a, a game like this to get right. This feels like an Owen Washburn four for five day. Colby DeDuke 
The starter for uh, UT Arlington today, UTA, an 18-9 ERA in three innings. Catcher Hudson White, shortstop Tracer Lopez. Left field Damian Bravo. Hester with the day off. Starting pitcher today, Zach Erdman. Uh, Erdman has pitched fairly well. Now, he has only pitched six and two-thirds innings, but I believe he has a start and an appearance or two otherwise. Uh, pitched decent in his last start. It, it was nothing to write home about, but certainly a solid start uh, for what it was and, and what he is as a freshman. He also had a really good inning against A&M in Houston. Erdman pitching. And I would assume, since this is uh, Wednesday, the Texas Tech Red Raider baseball team will go Johnny Allstaff, and then these guys will be available uh, as soon as Friday, depending on what they pitch. Uh, but certainly available this weekend against Oklahoma State. And I would assume in the cold weather, you're going to see a lot of pitchers this weekend, especially with the offenses of both teams. Uh, if either of those can heat up in the cold weather, uh, you're going to have some, maybe not issues, but certainly some uh, back and forth there with the offense and pitching. If it's that cold. And it certainly feels like it will be. Or looks like. I do think that um, Texas Tech baseball will win this one. Uh, I don't want to say easily, uh, but UT Arlington seven and nine, Texas Tech fifteen and three. Now UT Arlington, to their credit, beat TCU this year, and it only takes one game or you know one big inning from a team like this to beat a much better team. That's how baseball go. But I do feel like. Texas Tech has the advantage now. Uh, uh, Damian Bravo, a.k.a. the network there, in the lineup in left field. Uh, Gage Harrelson playing his first uh, action in center field, I believe, this year. Uh, since, since the first series, he might have been your day one opening, opening day starter in, in center field before Dylan uh, Carter came back. Uh, but other than that, fairly uh, innocuous as far as the lineup goes. Uh, Jarrett Curtis got his shot yesterday. Uh, I would assume you're going to see, like you did in the middle of last year, a bunch of guys playing in the outfield trying to figure out the best combination. If Owen Washburn hits today, it'll be this outfield, except you know Nolan Hester in left field, uh, this weekend. If Owen Washburn finds something. I mean, the kid was one of the most, if not the most, consistent player in your lineup last season. Um, if not at the plate, certainly in the field. Played every single game in right field. Uh, but he is batting through 18 games, 50. Point zero five zero. 
which, you know, is not good. But early in the season, with as many at-bats as he's had, you know, it takes one game to get you up to 200 if it's a really good game. I mean, that's how baseball statistics work, uh, especially in limited at-bats. If you can just have one good game, your whole season looks different. And baseball is a game of confidence, uh, confidence and lost confidence. It's a game of momentum. And Owen Washburn has a prime opportunity today because of the injury to Dylan Carter to all of a sudden have ample playing time if he can hit. He's proven himself in the outfield. Hester, Harrelson, Washburn will certainly be a fine outfield. You're not going to complain about that at all. So this is a big moment for Washburn. And I don't know that it's a big moment for Texas Tech baseball. You certainly need to win to keep the momentum of your RPI that is going up. But I just I don't think it's uh, that big of a deal otherwise. Uh, the Lady Raiders 18 and four on the season. They play this weekend against UTEP or sorry, tomorrow night. And that is a hosted game in the WNIT, the 2023 WNIT. Uh, UTEP as a basketball program, a lower-seeded basketball program than the Lady Raiders. Uh, but there, nonetheless, have also been good this year, 20 and 11. Uh, they are 12 and 8 in conference play. Lost their final game of the year, but in conference play were 12 and 8. In a conference that includes Louisiana Tech, Florida Atlantic, FIU, UAB, those kind of schools. And this game tomorrow night will be on ESPN Plus. Uh, Texas Tech at home should be favored. Uh, but this is not at all an automatic win. I do think that uh, Texas Tech fans will show up and show out. I would be surprised if there's less than 5,000. 5,000? 5,000 there tomorrow. Uh, but I do think there's a good opportunity there. Uh, this texter. Do not bring in Ulrich Maligi. <laughs> you know, I've heard this rumor. I'm not going to say this rumor on air, but I've heard it. Um, I, I, did not, I did not hear that while he was here. Uh, but uh, Maligi says he's a liability. This texter says Maligi's a liability, and our search firm knows this. He's not even on the short list for recommendation. I don't think he is either. Uh, Texter also says, great reference from Juan Washington. That is the way baseball goes. That's right. Uh, I also don't think this text was read earlier, Did, but yes. To that Texter's second tweet of the day, yes. I believe so.
We've got another text from Grande Polo uh, Apollo, but I'm going to read that when we come back. So uh, stick around for Grande Apollo. He will uh, be the first text after the break. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. We'll be back after this on the Rob Bro Show. Welcome back. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. It is Bandwagon Wednesday. We've not done any bandwagons yet. Grande Apollo says, hey, Roberto. West Virginia bandwagon to beat Bama? Three question marks. Yes. Yes. Now they have to get through Maryland first, but I 100% think West Virginia can beat Alabama. Alabama played in a weak SEC. They have one guy who's really good. I think they can shut him down. I think they can play tough defense. Uh, This texter, does John Jacobs Jingleheimer Schmidt get a look because of his, oh, because of Joey's time at Baylor? Uh, John Jacobs would get a look because of what he's done at this level uh, between Gonzaga and Baylor. I think he's highly respected. Um, Now, Joey is on the committee. Uh, Joey and Jerome Tang uh, were friends or at least uh, acquaintances there in their time at Baylor. Uh, I don't know how much overlap John Jacobs had with Joey. Uh, I don't think you put Joey on the committee just to have an in at Baylor. I think you put Joey on the committee because he knows coaches and he knows culture and all that stuff, all that jargon. Um, I don't think you need Joey to get an in at Baylor. Anyone in the Big 12, I think you can go interview just on your own merit. But um, I think Jacus will get a look if four or, or five other big names turn you down. I think you'll go get a guy who's been a head coach at this level and maybe even the next level. But I don't know for sure. I really do not know. I I am I have been trying to keep up with this coaching search process. Uh, I'm not a member of message boards, but I've been asking around. And I really have not seen anything beyond the names that have been reported uh, by national media. And those names are not impressive. They aren't. Grant McCasland, um, somebody a few weeks ago, right when it happened, and Grant McCasland was the guy, uh, said that would be a Matt Wells hire. Somebody else during the break was texting me saying that would be a Matt Wells hire. I if if Grant McCaslin's hired, um, I wouldn't be against it, but it would not excite me. It would it would be fine. 
And, and I think he would have moderate success, but I don't think Grant McCaslin takes you to the next level or gets you back to the level you were at three, four years ago. Could Grant McCaslin go 500 in the Big 12? Probably. Is that all you want? And if Grant McCaslin brings his entire staff from North Texas, it absolutely is a Matt Wells hire. It is. That's what happens. If you bring your full Conference USA staff to the Big 12, then you're just doing the Mountain West thing with with Matt Wells. So if it is Grant McCaslin, I want to make sure he has the budget and the opportunity to go hire a bunch of new guys or guys who've been around or, I don't know, John Jacobs or somebody like that, Maligi, who can come in and and be back and be an elite recruiter and all this stuff. I mean, something that Baylor has done is recruit really well. Really well. And if that's Tang, if that's uh, Jacus, and not as much Scott Drew, those are the guys you're going after. Those are the guys you want. 100%. Just about 15 minutes away from first pitch there with Texas Tech Baseball. Again, it's Zach Erdman on the mound. Zach Erdman. Erdman, uh, six and two-thirds innings, one three five ERA. Uh, but again, uh, just as I said, in the opposite respect for a hitter like uh, Washburn, who is not hitting well, he can bounce back. Uh, Erdman could certainly have an outing where his ERA looks much worse. I do not think that will happen today. I think he gets it done. And what are you looking? Are, what are you looking for out of out of Erdman today? Three, four innings. I don't think you're necessarily looking for a complete game out of him. Hey, by the way, by the way, this West Virginia pitcher, they they got a transfer pitcher and hitter in, both killing it, murdering competition. This guy has two complete games. I really don't remember the last complete game for Texas Tech. If somebody out there remembers the last complete, it's just not something that... And I know that's partly because Tim Tadlock uh, will, you know, doesn't let guys pitch 105, 110 pitches in a game. But I, I just don't remember that happening very often. Texas Tech Baseball, 2 o'clock today. Heading into the weekend, 6.30, 2 p.m., 2 p.m., Friday, Saturday, Sunday there at Oklahoma State. Um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of issues with scheduling this weekend. Uh, The weather looks a little better today than it was prognosticated yesterday. Uh, But I agree with what Ryan Hyatt was saying earlier on the Raiderland. If those forecasts dip... In the next 12 hours, if those forecasts look a little murky or dangerous on Sunday, play a doubleheader. 
And I would wait as long as possible and do it on Saturday. But if you don't think you'll be able to get a full game in on Sunday because of the weather, do not play on Sunday. You have to get these games in. You have to. And again, as great as the Texas Tech fans are, if it's 40 degrees, I don't care who's playing, it's going to be tough to have a full crowd. If the 38 with precipitation is true, it's going to be really tough, and you don't want to put your guys in that position either. Trying to have a a pitcher out there in 38-degree, slippery, slick weather, or your fielders on that turf. So if it's possible, I think Texas Tech will try to do that. Uh, Obviously, this game and the games this weekend – On Big 12, now ESPN+. Plus. All right, we'll take the break here. When we come back, more talking. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. Uh, this texter, are you as sure about the weather as you are about Arizona and Colorado coming to the Big 12? I'm not sure about either. I'm as unsure about the weather. You know, it's West Texas. Anything could happen. It could be 92 degrees this weekend. I don't know. All I know is I can listen to prognosticators and then track my own feelings. My feelings might be different every day. I could be much more sure about the weather tomorrow than I was yesterday. If I have new information come to light, I'm allowed to change my mind. If the day after, in July of 2021, I want to say something... And then two weeks later, change my mind. I'm allowed to do that. I say a lot of things on this radio show. I will be back and forth. I'm not a waffler. I just learn new things and present ideas in new ways. That's what I do. I talk for three hours a day. So, I'm not sure about anything, though. I am sure that Texas Tech will hire a basketball coach. I am sure that Texas State baseball is playing today. I am sure that the women's NIT is going to happen tomorrow night in Lubbock, Texas at the United Supermarkets Arena with the Texas Tech Lady Raiders playing the UTEP Miners. I am sure about those things. I am sure that SEC guy is now claiming to be Big 12 guy but is a Houston Cougars fan, and I don't understand that either. Maybe that's not even SEC. I need to go back and find SEC guy because uh, I need to. I I was I memorized his number and then I forgot. You know how it goes. He hadn't talked. He hadn't uh, texted in a while. Yeah, the, the yeah that uh, so it's not even SEC. It's a different SEC guy that's texting it now. 
Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll figure it out. I, I will, uh, although, accept the support from everybody. I love everybody. Uh, this texter just texting in 806-855-3712. Yes, that's the text line. Uh, you've texted the text number to the text line. If you're trying to share that with a friend, uh, whoever just texted us the text line number, uh, you'll have to text them. Uh, but I do appreciate you letting me know 806-855-3712 is the text line. That text line again, 806-855-3712. Thank you, texter, for reminding me to say that again. I do appreciate it. And if your friend says, hey, what's that text line? I want to text that idiot Rob Bro." and then you were trying to text them, go ahead and send it to them as well. 806-855-3712. I hope you're uh, spreading the gospel there. Uh, The men's tournament starting tomorrow. I've been asked several times and have told you my final four. I've given you a different final four every time. I'm not a big bracket guy. But just like I, I, I used to be a big bowl pick'em guy or a fantasy football guy, uh, I've fallen out of love with a lot of that stuff. I, I am picking one bracket this year. I hate it already. I do. I actually will probably change it two or three times before tomorrow. Uh, but it is what it is. I, I don't really care. Now, in the moment, I'll care, and I'll keep up with it, and I'll if I win, I'll certainly care way more than if I lose. If I lose early, my bracket's busted in the first week, and I'll claim I didn't care, but I, I do a little bit once I get into it. Uh, this this texter texting in, is this the text line? It is. 806-85. You found us, 806-855-3712. Uh, this texter, the one that was texting the text line, the text line number. Uh, hey, Rob, how many guys do you think transfer from Texas Tech basketball? Uh, KJ entered earlier today. Jennings is possible to stay, maybe. What say you? AMAC seems to already be gone. A uh, couple things here. There are four or five guys on this roster that I would respectfully ask to leave. KJ was one of them. Uh, glad he came. Glad he put in his time. He is not a high-level Big 12 basketball player. Robert Jennings is a prime candidate to enter the portal and see who the coaches in return or not. I would not lose a lot of sleep either way. Fardaz Amak. Enjoyed your time in Lubbock. Enjoy your next school. I do not think Pop Isaacs is going to enter the transfer portal. I do not think Jalen Tyson will enter the transfer portal. Anyone else? I don't know. I don't. If Curran Walton thinks that he can get a waiver... I would not be surprised to see him leave. If he's worried that he wouldn't be able to get a waiver, I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay. 
The good news is a lot of these guys can wait through the tournament and then enter then. Because if if a guy is good enough and wants to go play at a higher level or play at a team that's in the tournament right now, they're not looking in the portal yet. They've got to see what they're doing then and then start looking around. The earlier a guy enters, the more he thinks he needs the advantage of entering early. So, I I don't know. How many how many guys do I think will transfer out of Texas Tech? For me to bet the under, I would have to put it at four and a half. I mean, there's three right there. I think one more maybe, potentially. I would be surprised if that number got to five. Now, if you hire some Yahoo that nobody likes, uh, the number will grow. If you hire a good coach, the number will shrink maybe significantly. On top of that, if you hire a really great coach, that number might grow just because he's kicking people out and saying, I can build my own roster, thank you. This is my place now. Uh, This texture, if this isn't the text line, can you text me the text line from the text line number? This is the text line, man. Uh, this texture, is this the Rob Bro Show? Yes, it is. I say it 10 times a day. It's the Rob Bro Show. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the Raiderland. The NCAA tournament will start. We'll be watching it live. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.